Hello, everyone, and welcome to the 223rd episode of the Voluntary Viewing Podcast, coming to you live on June 4th, 2023. That's right. We're halfway through the year. Where did it go? Who can say? We got half a year's worth of living to do right now on this podcast. It's me and Andrew. I didn't have time to think of an intro. I thought I'd have another hour to put it together, but no, we're doing it early, doing it live. Hi, I'm nice weather enjoyer, Andrew Clark, and uh, today we're joined by White Claw Surge drinking, uh, good weather hating piece of shit, Lucas DeRider. It is 69 degrees right now in Los Angeles, California, and Lucas says that's too hot. So like that temperature is not too hot. That temperature is nice, but... It's going to get hot in L.A. It's coming. We all know it's coming. Yeah, it's coming. You you guys have 10 months out of the year where the weather's fucking perfect. And then you've got two months where it's pretty hot. Not unlivable. It's in the high 90s. Sometimes it gets to be 100. That's pretty hot. It was 91 degrees for 10 straight days in Wisconsin this week. That It happens. That's normal hot. <laughs> what? I don't think it's normal for it to be that hot in Wisconsin in uh, May into June. No, no, it's, uh, de- it's definitely be. hotter than it should be. Global warming and whatnot. The climate, but she is changing. L- Lucas said that he's like growing wary of the weather in California because it's been too hot lately. Not that's not 70s. what I said. Okay, what I you said, said it's not fair that when you come to Wisconsin, now, it'll be warmer, as in like seventy-seven degrees, because you need an escape from the heat. What I'm saying now is that I want to maximize my enjoyment of cool or pleasant, even temperatures before I have to build. I have to schedule my life around. Uh, not being outside from the hours of like 11 a.m. to 4 p.m. Well, in Los let Angeles. me tell you something. When yeah. you're in Wisconsin, Lucas, and it's 75 degrees, that is quite pleasant. That is a very nice temperature. That is go outside and have a good time temperature. <laughs> and when it gets to be 100 degrees and you want to go inside, that's fine. But 75 degrees is not too hot to be outside. It's the perfect I'm outside doing stuff temperature. I'm not saying it's too hot, Andrew. I'm saying it's going to be warmer than what it will be in Los Angeles that week. Then it's going to be cold in Los Angeles. Good. Got to enjoy it while I can. You got to enjoy it. the cold weather. Yes. You moved away from this hellscape for a reason. I've. Yeah, I'm not going to lie. Running, being able to run year round uh, outdoors was a big part of that reason. Uh, but also the increased job opportunities and uh, living in a more socially progressive climate. Uh, and also being around friends, and people that care about you. Right? Wild. But live near people you like, listeners. That is yeah. a pleasant time. Yeah. Ryan's not here. Ryan's on assignment. Um... Jesus Christ, uh, do we want to talk about this Sony state of play thing? Was it even a state of play or was it like, did they change the branding as their substitute E3? It was like no. Sony Summer Games. No, it was a uh, state of play. Okay. 
It was just the first one they did in like two years. No, they've been doing them intermittently. I thought they said it was the first one in like 18 months. I Of that length, maybe? Maybe. Um, We should go through this. I, I, I want to say off the top of my head that like it was pretty good, actually. Like this was fine. Uh, I, I'm a little concerned about the state of video games, like the future of video games after uh, experiencing it. But um, I don't know. We'll go through it. We'll talk about it. Uh, Phantom Blade Zero looks like Sekiro meets Ghosts of Tsushima. Um, Andrew, if Elden Ring was like 40% more Ghosts of Tsushima, would you have gotten through it? Would you have played more of it? I... I, I I think I played a lot of Elden Ring. Okay. I mean, you got like not even halfway by the sound. Uh, okay. No, uh, I, all, right. all right. I I mean, okay. El, Elden Ring mixed with Ghosts of... Uh, oh, okay. You said Sekiro. Okay. Right. I, I was going to say Elden Ring mixed with Ghosts of Tsushima is just Sekiro. Yes. Um, Phantom played Zero. I have no idea what that is. Also, I think there's a there might be like a Majora's Mask time mechanic in this game because I it opens with something along the lines of you have 66 days before you die. Hmm. Ah, it was neat. It might also just be a plot thing. That's true. But like, that's fun. That's fun when they work uh, narrative mechanics, narrative devices into gameplay mechanics. Yeah. Video games. Try to do that more if you can. The Journey developers have a new game releasing soon called Sword of the Sea. This game made me realize that the Journey developers have gotten a lot of mileage out of being the Journey developers. Yeah, they made that one game like a dozen years ago. I don't think they've gotten to the same heights since at all. I Yeah. Wow, God, was that more? That had to have been like a decade ago. Decade and change, right? Uh... Journey video game. Let's see. 2012. Mm. So that was 11 years ago. Uh, developers, that game company. Oh, that's literally what they're called. Yeah. Okay. Um, no, yeah, I was being uh, clever and witty uh, intentionally. 100%. Um, yeah, okay. So Journey... Sky Children of Light, which came out in 2019. I've never heard of this. Um, uh, yeah, and then whatever this game is. Oh, yeah, so Flow, Flower. I heard about Flower. Journey, Sky, Children of the Light, and then Sword of the Sea. They all kind of look like they're the same game. <laughs> They have an aesthetic. They have a design that uh, that they like to implement uh, repeatedly. Huh. Boy, it just gets with the passage of time. It just gets harder to return to stuff like this because what was novel in 2011 was it's maybe been done to death. Yeah, and also maybe it wasn't as uh, innovative or interesting as what uh, what we gave it credit for back Dude, then. Dude, the the desperation that we had as a society for anything that wasn't just call of duty or 
it like something that was trying to be Call of Duty is insane. I oof. anything that was different was like considered artsy and special. Ryan's not on the podcast, so I can say this without fear of retribution. Boy, there was a lot of Call of Duty in Bioshock Infinite, and I think we're ready to have that conversation finally. Were there just a lot of like corridors that you shot down? Yeah, and it's just it's the vibe of that game, the narrative of that game. It very much felt like, boy, this is this is a Call of Duty fan, Call of Duty fans version of Art House, a little bit. Like, this yeah. is this is about racism and how people against it can also be bad what <laughs> um you gonna play system shock i should play system shock really the, the remake which I, I had no idea was happening apparently they remade system shock and it just came out and it's solid i guess a- apparently it's really like, good total left field yeah uh, no the creator idea. of Games for Impact, whatever that means, winner Grease, are releasing an equally stylish and very sad Neva. Uh, boy, yeah, that just had a pet dying in the trailer. You know, you know what you're in store for with that one coming right on the tin. I don't think we have to talk about every single one of these, so let's let's get the hits. I, it, like what, Andrew, what stood this out is, to you? This is already the curated list. Oh my god, Lucas. Yeah. There's no this way is... you're gonna play all these games. No, I'm not. This is just the stuff worth talking about. Like Cat Quest, Pirates <laughs> of the Caribbean. Someone did a bad Matt Berry impression and made a lot of cat puns. I appreciated that one and will probably play it. Who's Matt Berry? What from what we do in the shadows? I don't watch that show, remember? Oh, my God. Okay, well, everyone, this has been my last appearance on the podcast. Uh, I I don't watch What We Do in the Shadows, and this is the curated list of video games worth talking about, I guess. Bone Stars is Splatoon, but less fun, charming, and way more anime. I and did Spl- see that. I did see what was clearly a Splatoon ripoff, which there's Splatoon is not a game worth ripping off. Like it, mm. it's different enough where it's like kind of fun and novel that it's its own thing. But once there's two of them, like there's just no point at all. I don't. Yeah, it's weird how flagrant this is and not to say that splatoon needs to be the only like i paint based multiplayer shooter for lack of a better word but i don't like there's got to be something differentiating it though you know and it doesn't look like there is I mean, there's going to be a lot more porn of uh the people oh in foam God. star than the uh, people in splatoon. you might be surprised i ugh, i know it's it's weird to me that in Splatoon, like as a gag, there are characters that are like K-pop stars. Like there are idols in Splatoon and it's kind of a commentary on how on how like capitalism has made that particular uh, slice of the music industry just terrible and unsustainable. Uh, and then in Foam Stars, it's like, oh, you're playing as a J-pop star. You, you are that thing. That's just 
what's going on. And I... Okay. Square Enix is a weird company. Square Enix is the people making this one. I... Ugh. 2D, 3D action platformer. The Plucky Squire got a new trailer. No, I got a head nod on that one. Not No interest whatsoever. No, 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 you're right. I'm sorry. That was very rude of me. Tell us more about the Plucky Squire and that it has a trailer. I sense that you don't actually want to know more about the Plucky Squire, so I'm going to move on into something I could talk for an entire podcast's length about. Metal Gear Solid 3 Snake Eater is getting remade. Metal Gear Solid 3 Delta and or Triangle. We're not sure what it's fucking called. Have you seen any of this shit? Yeah, no, I I think it's Delta. Yeah. I think it's Delta, just because Delta like also means three and mm-hmm. move and change and that kind of stuff. So like I I can kinda kind of see like how that would work i don't think it it should be triangle if it if it is triangle that's wrong (laughs) because if it was a metal gear solid triangle and it was the first three games remade then that's fine but like yeah it should be delta which i think it is okay metal gear solid 3 snake eater delta Hideo Zero Dawn. Zero Dawn. Semicolon. Watch your ass, Solo. Uh, Hideo Kojima. No, we can't say that anymore. They ruined it. (laughs) Uh, Hideo Kojima and his immediate team is not involved in this project. We don't know the name of the development team that's actually working on it, which is unconcerning. Um, because it's not Konami, is it? Uh, so Konami is the Broad Strokes Development Studio, but the specific team within Konami, uh, the five people they have on staff, not making Yu-Gi-Oh stuff, uh, pachinko machines, or like health spa products, uh, are making a Metal Gear game, maybe. Or they're outsourcing it to a third party. We don't know, and that's sketchy. I just kind of assumed because of the relationship with PlayStation and Kojima that, like, maybe he was involved with this somehow. Uh, Like, I know that, like, he had been kind of cut off from all Metal Gear Solid projects in the future, but I thought maybe something had gotten worked out. uh, Well, that sucks. (laughs) Yeah. um, Especially since, like, I love Metal Gear Solid 3 Snake Eater. Uh... Anyone who says it's the best Metal Gear Solid game is a fool and a coward who is not... Which one is? Which one's the best? Uh, Nope, gut reaction. Gut reaction, uh, the original Metal Gear Solid, although, depending on the day of the week, Metal Gear Solid 2. Okay. Yeah. Um, Congratulations. This one, this story is the most straightforward out of any of them. Look at you getting spoon-fed. Look at you getting... Being able to not pay attention. Congratulations. Um, I'm sorry, I got so angry. I kind of lost my uh, train of thought there. What were we talking about? Oh, we're talking about Metal Gear Solid. Uh, Oh, yeah. Also, like, 
the voice actors uh in the from uh for the game aren't getting back in the booth to re-record this game one. came out 30 years ago <laughs> metal gear solid 3 came out in like uh 2006 i want to oh, say it? okay uh, that's still a while that's 2004 2004 okay that's almost 20, 20 years, years um which, yeah, if it is going to be, like, uh, the remake for modern console, I got to imagine audio recordings have improved in such a way that might make uh, 20-year-old recordings a bit difficult to go back to. With AI. With you AI. Can, you can clear it up. Computer enhance. Um, Except enhancing is just filling in the blanks and making shit up. And being bad. Uh, yeah, so I'm... As much as I like this game, there is stuff that can be changed or streamlined or uh, mechanically adjusted in this title to make it... Like, classic, um, let's make one more lap at this draft kind of stuff. Like, nothing foundational, but still stuff that is in need of improvement for a game coming out in 2023, likely 2024, 2025, if it comes out at all. And now we're getting to some stuff that's, uh, hey, if, like, the core team behind this isn't making these changes, you know, is... I'm skeptical. I'm deeply skeptical of this project uh, being good, firstly, whether or not it's actually going to come out. Which, I I don't know, man. Konami has been not making video games for a long time. So I'm uh, hesitant that uh, this is going to be out and good, actually. Um, I have a third point. I thought I had a third point. And uh, some other third thing. Oh, is this even necessary? Because uh, they are releasing uh, the first three Metal Gear Solid games. And in connection to that, the first two Metal Gear games uh, on uh, PlayStation 5. And maybe that's enough, actually. But Maybe we so, don't need these games like uh, remade for modern consoles specifically. So they're re-releasing Metal Gear Solid 3 for the PS5 and then also separately remaking it? Correct. Okay. I when I saw that I assumed that they were going to remake the third one and then also just re-release the other two and like have them be one thing. I didn't I didn't know that they were releasing two versions of the game. So they're releasing uh two versions of the game. Um although it's uh it's weird if those uh, ports are going to be true ports or if like they need to be changed in some way to be played on a PlayStation 5 because the PlayStation 5 controller does not have button touch sensitivity like uh, previous uh, PlayStation controllers have, like the DualShock. Um, and famously in Metal Gear Solid 2, actually, no, the 1, 2, and 3 you ready your gun by lightly pushing square, and then you push down on the button hard to actually fire your gun. And the PlayStation 5 controller isn't able to register that. So... I didn't know that the original PlayStation controller could. Yeah, no. Or PS2 or whatever was out at yeah. that time. 
interesting pieces of hardware. Cool. Uh, so either of those buttons need to be remapped, uh, which I I think those buttons are pretty intentionally laid out in uh, those first three games, even if it does get into a weird uh, accessibility place. Uh, or maybe like I'll de- I'll get those uh, ports, and there'll be an asterisk that says, "Hey, you got to play." You gotta play this with the PlayStation 4 controller, which that would be so sign funny. Me up. <laughs> Let's do it. I, I am more excited about the ports than I am about this remake. I don't I don't think the remake needs to happen. I think these games are goofy. Metal Gear Solid 3 is goofy and comical in a way that making it as realistic as possible with the graphics might actually work against it in uh in a couple of ways. Oh. Yeah. Final Fantasy 15 got a new tra- 16? 16. Fuck, there are a lot of Final Fantasy games. Final Fantasy 16 got a new trailer. Uh they have my money. I'm going to buy this. I'm down for it. Andrew, is there any force on the planet that could make you play Final Fantasy 16? I mean, uh, a gun to my head could. That, that's probably it. I'm uh, I'm not even hating at this point. Like, I'm not trying to be like, ah, don't play the games because it's it's bad for you, or you know, like they deserve to not make the game. I'm I'm not doing that shit. I just I don't care in the slightest about this series and i don't think i ever will if i haven't at this point um valid i if the first 15 didn't do it this shit definitely isn't i what i love about what i love about final fantasy's naming convention I'm pretty sure Final Fantasy 16 is like the 30th Final Fantasy Yeah, game. exactly. There are several of these that have sequels, and it's not... Final Fantasy 11 is not the sequel to Final Fantasy 10. Final Fantasy 10 2 is the sequel to Final Fantasy 10. I... Oh, God, I hope this game is goofy. Because that's the one thing Final Fantasy, I think, has going for it at this point. Like, for as grimdark as this was inspired by Game of Thrones as they want to be, they still got to figure out a way to make magic ostriches just like a part of the world because <laughs> they appeared in Final Fantasy 2 and now they got to be in every one of these fuckers. So, oh, they weren't in the first one. Uh, I don't believe Chocobos appeared in the first Final Fantasy game. Did you know that in the Japanese version of these games, Chocobos are just called the word for horse? incredible it's very much elden ring is this a dog kind of thing i did not know that thank you so much for that i don't know if it's like that in every single game but i i did see a thing recently about how uh chocobos are just the japanese word for horse i mean chocobo does not mean horse they don't call them chocobos in the japanese version they call them the word for horse I, the translations, uh, the documented translation process of the Final Fantasy games is actually kind of interesting. Um, mostly because uh, for the first three games released in, uh, well, released outside of Japan, they got different people every time. So there are just some wild swings in uh, what things are actually called. It's neat. Um. Something you might care about, though, this seems like something that's up your alley. 
Uh, there's going to be an Alan Wake 2, and that's releasing when survival horror games have never been bigger. It's I never digi- played the original Alan Wake. I, do you have any curiosity? Does it seem like... I, this seems like something up your alley. Yeah, I mean, for sure. I, I think that I would probably like this game. If I remembered co- correctly, didn't wasn't Alan Wake like an Xbox exclusive for a long time? I think so. And then the first one weirdly got a port, weirdly got a remake. And that was the catalyst to Alan Wake 2. Wait, uh, this is about the same people who did... um. Uh, was that uh, control? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Which I, I really liked control. Control was an awesome ass game. Is that any kind of goodwill? Is that like, I mean, for, um, I mean, I, I think that the developers are good. I mean, people really liked Alan Wake. It's got a huge following. It was just kind of not, it didn't release at a point in my life where that was the kind of game that I was into. And also, like I said, like I kind of thought it might've been an Xbox exclusive for a while. Yeah. Um, And then I got control for free when I got my PlayStation five and that game was sick as hell. So if I get the chance, like I would probably play Alan Wake and then see if I can play the sequel. But I also have like five resident evil games. I still need to get through. (laughs) I'm sorry. Wait, have you gotten to resident evil two then? No, we were going to start it to like we for the last five days, basically, we were like, OK, we're going to start it tonight. We're going to start it tonight. And then just more shit kept coming up and we were never able to start it. So. Oh, so you beat one then. Oh, yeah. yeah. I don't I don't think because. Yeah, like you guys know you you guy listening to this podcast know that uh, we've like our schedule has been kind of wonky lately. Uh, I did finish it a while ago. Jay okay. and I did a lot of fun. Oh, uh, even uh, the game is severely dated, but it's still a hell of a good time. No, but the limited controls are a part of the horror. I mean, it it, feel powerless. I would say it makes it scarier for sure, (laughs) because this is not intentional. But the fact that when you're trying to escape from a zombie, your character basically just spins in a circle as you try to find the right camera angle where you can run away does make it feel like you're just panicking the whole time. I... Uh, so I said uh, my previous sentence, my previous criticism, uh, semi-facetiously, which I know ruins the point of that that uh, intimation, but... It is a little bit of a narrative clash. Like, I, if you were playing as regular people and not cops and special ops guys, yes, no, the fact of this is a limited control, this is a frustrating control, I think would tie in well. But the fact that you, I, it's Chris Redfield in this game, right? Or you can play as him. In in which one? Uh, Resident Evil, the original one. Uh, yeah, Chris Redfield and Jill Valentine. Like, Chris Redfield is a super soldier who, but and not everything. not in the first game. In the first game, they're just cops. <laughs> like, <laughs> and then and then by Resident Evil Five, they're super soldiers. <laughs> Boulder punch, yeah. Um, I yeah. If the narrative conceit of the game was a little bit different, I'd be more amicable to those original tank controls. But uh, I've. Mm. I don't know. I did. There's a middle ground is what I'm trying to say. There's a middle ground between, oh, this is genuinely horrifying and disempowering. 
uh, but also not frustrating. I don't think that's too controversial. Also, Alan Wake 2 is digital download only. Uh, might be the beginning of a trend that we're seeing that I don't care for. I like my physical media. I like to actually own shit. Assassin's oh yeah, Creed. this di- this is a, a digital only release, isn't it? Yeah. Huh. I think they said something like after that, like after the backlash, where they're like, well, you know, like who knows? Maybe it will have a physical release. Oh. Uh, I don't like it. Assassin's Creed Mirage is coming out in October. I don't Man, if you're still like an Assassin's Creed head in the year of our Lord 2023 and can overlook all of the terrible shit Ubisoft has done, I don't know what to tell you. Have fun with this, I guess. But Which this is so funny because like in their earnings calls lately, Ubisoft has been like yeah, we're taking a step back and focusing only on our like heaviest hitting games like Assassin's Creed. You know, the ones that pull in all the gamers, which, yeah, the they still have their following. Plenty of people like these games, but they're not. This isn't Call of Duty. Right. You can't just sit back and rest on your laurels with Assassin's Creed breaking in the dough. I... I mean, when we were in high school, there were a lot of hardcore Assassin's Creed heads. Like, absolutely. And they were all freaks. Yeah. And now they're all 30 plus. And, and they're like, exactly the same. They haven't developed as human beings at all. I, I guess you got their money. But then the casual people who are playing those games, they're like, hey, I got kids. I don't got time for gaming outside of like Call of Duty now. Like, I the- can't. The fact that they never explored anything more with the only fun, like, one that released is just not acceptable. Like, Assassin's Creed Black Flag with all the pirate shit. Yeah. That shit was awesome. Yeah. And they never did it again. The only singing sea shanties with the boys simulator we have ever gotten in video games. Yeah, like, Ryan and I sing the sea shanties from ah! that game like it's it's fun i don't oh god dude it's, Weird it's franchise. unforgivable um andrew have you seen the meme of like oh film bros hate michael bay yet they'll recommend a polish movie about a pigeon living through oh, revolution. Yeah, I, I I love that tweet, especially because that does sound like a kick-ass movie. Uh, they're making a game of it from the developer behind Night in the Woods comes what? Revenant Hill, a game about a cat trying to become a witch's familiar while living through numerous social revolutions. Damn. <laughs> I'm hyped. Uh, when I wrote this, Street Fighter Six wasn't out yet. Uh, six Street Fighter Six is out. It looks dope. I can't play it because I don't got it in me to be a fighting game guy, but I want to <laughs> live in that world. I want to live in that world so fucking bad. Um, Dragon's Dogma 2 looks like how we remember Skyrim. And I'm definitely going to play that. Huh. I don't know anything about this. Um, Dragon's Dogma 2 is a very weird Capcom game that... Well, actually, at this point, I think the majority of Capcom games are weird in, like, a good way. Uh, Yeah, the original Dragon's Dogma was, like, made in immediate response to Skyrim, if I have this uh, timeline correct. And 
what if Skyrim, but good combat and like more interesting political motivated stories uh, and Dragon Do- uh, Dragon's Dogma 2 looks like it's going to double down on that and lean even more into uh, public domain mythology like Cyclopses. And I can't wait for it. Huh. Cool. Andrew, we talk shit about this in DMs. What the fuck are they doing with Project Q? Dude, I don't know. Like, it's it's one of those things where you go, like, who is this for? Uh, so Project Q is mm-hmm. basically, it looks like a PlayStation version of the Nintendo Switch, but yeah. it isn't. It is just a screen with control, like half a controller on the left and half a controller on the right that you can use to stream games from your PlayStation 5 meaning that you need to have a really good internet connection. You have to have a PlayStation 5, and it's probably still going to, like, have crazy lag, and there's no way you could play any sort of, like, competitive online game with this. And so it it's like, oh, who is this for? Because you can't take it anywhere and play it. Like, you couldn't use this and, like, play on the train or in mm-hmm. a plane or in the car or in the park. Unless you have like super 5G connection in those places. But like in a world where the Nintendo Switch and also like the Steam Deck and five other versions of the Steam Deck exist, why would you have this? I. It's PlayStation's version of the Wii U, more accurately, because you can't, you can't take that pad outside of your house. I. You can, as long as where you're going has a crazy good internet. (laughs) And your PlayStation 5 back at home is on and also has really good internet. I I once streamed a video game from my PlayStation 5 to my PlayStation 4, Uh which was in the next room over, and it was unplayable. (laughs) (laughs) It... And, like, that's a really good point because this is very clearly being uh, developed for that group of people who's, like, the PlayStation 5 is plugged into their household's main TV that other people use so you can't always game when you want to. But, like, being able to stream a PlayStation 5 game to a PlayStation 4 is already a solution to that problem, you know? Like, it's not... A great one, I'd maybe with the best internet, it's serviceable, but like... There's no way this is going to be better than that. This is not going to have more processing power than a PlayStation 4. Such a weird peripheral. I don't... It is. I, and I'm sure there are going to be forum posts that are like, this solves all of my gaming issues, but I don't think that's going to be true of people outside of like the ones posting those forum posts. I like I I will say this. If if I had better internet than I do, which this is not PlayStation's fault, this is my fault that I have bad internet. And this thing was like 50 bucks. I would say, you know what? Maybe I'd have it just so that like when I'm in bed, I can like hop on a PlayStation game for a little bit. Right. Or, you know, whatever. You know, yeah, someone is we've got company over or someone's like using the tv to like stream something and i want to play a game on my ps5 i'd give it a shot but 
This is not going to be $50. I know there's no price on it, but this shit's going to be like 250 bucks. I guarantee it's going to be I, almost as much as a Nintendo Switch. I have that feeling. No, it, that's the price of a Nintendo Switch Lite, uh, more so than. Yeah. And it's like, why would you do this? Like when a Steam Deck or a Nintendo Switch is probably just a little bit more expensive. And, and granted, like they could blow us out of the water and say, yeah, this is $50. <laughs> but I there's just no chance. Would love to eat crow. I it's I I mean we both worked enough we both know like corporate and office environments enough now that it's like man maybe a different version of leadership maybe a different version of the company because like companies change companies evolve all the time really thought this would be a cool idea and then realities kind of set in about what it'd be able to do uh but at that point, it was a sunk cost fallacy of, well, we've sunk too much money into development at this point not to release something. Uh, so then this comes at it. But can't can't you stream PS5 to like a computer? Mm. Or I, I, Ryan told me one time he was streaming his PS5 to his cell phone and was doing FIFA shit on that. I love that for Ryan. Good for like, you, Ryan. I, I'm pretty sure that you can stream it with devices that you probably already own. So, like, why? What? What is the point of this? I don't know. I I don't know. I don't think Sony knows. Um, and we're never gonna go because this might be the first and last time we ever hear about Project Q. Yeah. Uh, we're definitely gonna hear a lot about Marvel's Spider-Man Two coming out in the fall of this year. Uh, are you gonna play this? Uh, maybe. I didn't play the original Spider-Man game. I played. Oh, I played uh the Spider-Man Miles that yeah, Spider-Man Miles Morales. That's right. It's Ryan who double dipped on those. Okay. Yeah. Well, because they released two different versions when the PS5 came out, it was a launch title. You could buy Spider-Man Miles Morales for like fifty bucks, or both games together. For like sixty or sixty-five, yeah. I just got Miles Morales. Right. Um. And like people like these games, like oh yeah, and my I I had a really good time playing Miles Morales. It just had zero replayability, and I know they kind of made it to like show off what the the PS5 could do, mm-hmm. but basically all it was was that it had fast loading times and haptic feedback, like a lot of it, it is, but. But like it was a fun game. I really liked it. So like maybe I'd get this. It is wild to me how there was a whole slate of games built specifically to show off what the PlayStation 5 could do. And then no game after that showed off what the PlayStation 5 could do. It's kind of incredible. The I will say that the um the controller is utilized very well in a lot of these games. Oh, yeah. the, the haptic feedback is awesome. It's a really good controller. And like other than load times being like not bothersome, I don't really know what the point of the PS5 is. I. Yeah. Um, Especially when you consider if they released a different uh, an upgraded controller, you could probably get a lot of that information across with the PlayStation 4. But um. We'll get into it uh, momentarily, but 
I, I'm starting to hit a point with uh, Breath of the Wild where I'm like, hmm, loading times. I kind of forgot about those uh, playing on the PlayStation 5 so much. Hmm. Uh, yeah, I, I, I'm sure Marvel Spider-Man 2 is going to be a really successful game that we'll hear a lot about. Uh, people love Spider-Man. People love the symbiote. People love Venom. We got both of them in this game. Yeah. Man, if they get Topher Grace to play to play the guy who becomes Venom again, that'll be that'll be pretty peak. He's not doing anything right. They can't shoot another season of that 90s show where he cameos because of the writer's strike. So Oh yeah. Yeah, get him in a video game. Why not? Why not? Also, I just want to shout this uh, story out. I don't. I'm not emotionally invested in this, but I think it's cool. Um, League of Legends players are on strike as Riot attempts to reduce the number of teams in the North American region from 16 to seven. Which one? I don't know how you have a sports league happen with an odd number of teams. That seems it's difficult. Yeah, ill-advisable. Yeah. Um. But also. <laughs> Why are they yeah, trying to dudes. downsize the league? Like, I mo- esports is a bubble. Esports has been a bubble on speculative and angel investor money, pretty much for the entirety of its existence outside of like local level tournaments. So, yeah, this is the first of many stories about this happening. Hmm. That sucks. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, all right, that's all I had for news. Uh, Andrew, I'm guessing I can't talk to you uh, in depth about L. Ron Hubbard or Scientology, so I'll save that for when Ryan's on the pod. <laughs> okay. I, I listened to Behind the Bastards five part uh documentary, five, five part, part series, dude. It was five hours long, made the road trip Maria and I were on fly by. Holy shit, it. That weird old man. I okay to give you a precursor for the conversation that uh, I'll we'll have once Brian is on the podcast. It really seems like L. Ron Hubbard started a cult specifically so that he could have a bunch of weird sex. But by the time in his life when he was able to achieve that goal, he was dealing with some kind of erectile dysfunction. So that's why I think Scientology is as big and as weird as it is now, because L. Ron Hubbard physically could not pour his energy into the thing he intended to do with all of this. So he just instead had to focus on like, well, I guess I just have to keep making this cult bigger and better. Goddamn. It's it's wild. It oh. It's wild, man. Uh, th- check it out if you're on a road trip or on a flight anytime in the near future. Okay. Okay. Um, right, did you watch Barry? Do you want to talk about Barry? No. I, uh, I I told you. I quit halfway through episode five. I didn't pick it back up. Wow. Told you. I, I cannot believe that. I, I think you're missing out personally. I thought okay, yeah, you know what? I, good ending. I, may, may, maybe I'll check it out. May, maybe I'll follow back through with it. 
You love Shakespearean drama. What's the combination of comedy and tragedy? Comedy and tragedy? You like Shakespearean comedy. You're my Shakespeare guy. That's what this season of Barry is. Come on. Come on. All right. Uh, I think we've stalled long enough. Andrew, where are you in Tears of the Kingdom? Uh, you said you'd be at the Fire Temple. Uh, not the Fire Temple. The, the Lightning, Lightning temple. temple. Yep. You so, saw all those warnings about how, hey, there are a lot of bad monsters to the south. Maybe don't go there at this point. And I was like, game. I'm going to go there. I'm going to go there. Okay. No, no, no. You want to know the reason I went there? Yes. Was because at the beginning of the game, I made a ton of meals. Uh-huh. You know, I did a ton of cooking. Yeah. Uh, Like for specific status effects. Because I was like, I don't know what I'm going to run into where. So I made a ton of like cold weather, you know, uh, resistance meals and a bunch of hot weather resistance meals. Yeah. And then I used up all my cold weather resistance meals because I went to the wind temple. Yes. And then I played 30 more hours (laughs) and I couldn't cook anything. So I couldn't heal ever because I ran out of space because I had like 20 different. Oh, my God. Heat resistance meals. I'm like, I got to go to the fucking desert and use these meals. And then I barely used any of them because it also gets cold at night in the desert. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I did do the lightning temple. Uh, not going to give you any spoilers for that. Cause I know you haven't done it yet. Uh, I had a good time. Uh, uh yeah, I did all of the geoglyphs. Wow. Okay. Um, uh, I did that. I did that before going to any of the, the fucking temples. Uh-huh. Um, I only have one left and it's the one that you get, you unlock it once you do all the other ones. Oh, um, okay. And then I haven't gone to Kakariko Village yet. I've been in Terrytown for like a total of five minutes. Uh, dude, I've just been fucking everywhere. Just like running around, like finding as many shrines and uh, towers as I can. I Because Tears of the Kingdom, because Breath of the Wild are very good at this. It It is very good at setting up a bunch of stuff. And then almost unintentionally, you get to a point in the game where you're like, wait, I can turn in like four quests at once now. Mm-hmm. And then you spend an afternoon teleporting between places, uh, locking all that shit in. And it feels amazing. Yeah. Um, it's, it's just, there's so much shit to do. I feel like I haven't, done very much of the game yet right and i've played for almost 50 hours oh god i i haven't looked at my time count yet and i don't think i want to (laughs) last time i checked was a couple days ago and it said played for more than 40 hours so i think i'm definitely at 50 by now um Um, i'm gonna talk to you about where i am in the uh uh the dragon tears the their memories their memories yeah from yeah it's the same thing uh in a moment but before i get there i want to talk about the wind temple do you share my opinion that it was harder getting to that temple than it was like actually completing the temple yeah i know for sure um and i i don't know about the fire temple because i haven't done that one yet right uh same kind of deal with the lightning temple I mean, it not like it wasn't repetitive. It was very, very different, which I appreciated right. from the Wind Temple. Um, but it's one of those things where it's like, yeah, once you're actually there, 
like I knocked it out in like half an hour, mm-hmm. like both of them. It took forever to get there. And then it's, it was even easier than the divine beast shit. Yeah. Like not, not bad puzzle design or anything. It's just no. not hard. Um, yeah. Which... So, okay. So where, where are you at with uh, the dragon tears? Uh, memory. I, mm, it, it hits a little less hard in this game, like pursuing the dragon tears because it's not Link's memories in that one. So yeah. you feel a little more disconnected and it's like, well, I want to know what's going on because there is seemingly a good plot happening here with like a decent amount of intrigue. And uh, man, is this saying something about colonialism? Is this saying something about uh, the patriarch, like the literal patriarchy of these people are ordained by God to rule over? Yeah, exactly. I I think it's one of those very Japanese things. They're like, no, this is good, actually. Jesus Christ. Um, so I just saw the uh, memory uh, where... Uh, Ganondorf maybe kills Sonya and mm-hmm. uh, steals her secret stone to become the Demon King. Uh, and I'm calling it now, after I saw that second memory and they introduced the concept of, I mean, if you want to get to the future, you can just turn into a dragon. Uh, wouldn't recommend it, but you can do that. Yeah. So either Zelda or Sonya is that... Um, a fourth dragon you see in the very beginning of the game. The, the white one. Right, yeah. because it's like, well, no, I kind of know the lore of this universe. I don't think there can be a fourth dragon uh, without yeah. there being some shenanigans going on. And if you if you do any of the temples, like, it tells you, like, how that shit ended. And, like, I, I'm sure there's, like, one final cutscene that i haven't seen yet that will like reveal some stuff right but like yeah that's definitely where things are going it's like oh man there's a dragon leaving tears with the memories of zelda and Mm. she was told that if she turned into a dragon she could get to the future but you shouldn't do that i wonder what happened (laughs) And, and yeah maybe there's another twist in there but Seems like that's where this one's going. And then also the the fact that I accidentally went to like the second to last memory first. Yeah. And saw Ganondorf just absolutely ice Sonya and turn to the Demon King. It kind of made the other memories feel superfluous. <laughs> um, A little bit. Yeah, I don't. I saw a really good meme. I saw a really good meme. That's just a very cartoon version of Sonya asking Zelda, hey, weird question. Why are you white? Which, valid, Sonya. Valid artist asking that question. Because it seems like every other of the Roy- every other member of the royal family that we've seen, uh, not, not white. How? I mean... We we didn't see Raru and Sonya like having any children. How did that lineage get carried down? You know, yeah. What? If yeah. Raru was the hand that like sacrificed himself and locked Ganon away, and Sonya was just dead. How? Where? Where the fuck did that go? I. <laughs> uh, we're not not even to get into. Is Zelda her own like great grandmother to like the tenth uh... degree? 
you know what if zelda did willingly turn herself into a dragon like i 100 percent believe you know what monster fuckery that just runs in the hyrule uh royal family apparently sonya down zelda down like okay go with god on that one i guess yeah what is raru <laughs> i why does his sister look so much different? I it's the I saw that and I'm like, oh, this is the World of Warcraft thing where they make the male like weird, and then the women just like mostly just hot, but a little yeah, that was odd. Do we? Mm, no, I don't. Uh, don't answer this question, but I'm curious <laughs> if we find out uh, why they're the last two Zoni. What happened there? Um, I mean, I, I don't have any spoilers to give on this one. They, oh, okay. I haven't gotten to an explanation of that, though. Um, I do think that, have you done, yeah, you said you got up to that point in the memories. Ganon did say some shit like, it's too bad that you're, you two are the only, like, great Zonite that have graced us with your presence, or, like, yeah. come down to grace us with your presence. Kind of implying that the other Zonai did live up in the sky at this time. But they're right. just very separate. I don't know. Yeah, there is. Because I, I still am so curious about how. I, for one thing, it is like smooth moves, Nintendo. A weird company. Got to give it to you on this one. The fact that you didn't show off any of the underground stuff in the lead up to this game. And that being so much more territory to cover than the Sky Islands. Fantastic. Yeah. Beautiful fake out. Yeah, no, did not see that coming. And also, like, how much stuff in the depths have you done? Um, a fair amount for this point in the game, I think. Uh, I have auto-build now. I yeah, did. I, okay. I have auto-build too. I feel like I've done a decent amount of, like, questing stuff in the depths, but I haven't explored most of it. Kind of just because, one, it's scary. Right. Two, it's difficult. Like, mm-hmm. the fight, and like, it's intense fighting. And three, it's, like, hard to get around. Like it's harder to explore than than up top have you done any of the yiga stuff in the depth uh i did i'm that first fight with koga that you have to do to get the auto build which fantastic plot contrivance there him falling into that pit in the first game was actually him discovering Discovering the depths depths. before anyone else is okay i like that a lot um uh but then uh i think the next thing i'm gonna do in the game is uh when you defeat him the first time, he's like, ah, we're going to go to our cool underground base in the Southwest. Later, loser. Uh, and so I think I'm going to follow him to his underground base in the Southwest next. Yeah, I've, I've done that shit. Fun. It's, okay. It's fun stuff. Um, I can't wait to beat him in his whatever the next version of his dumb car is. That'll that'll be enjoyable for me. Uh. I did the uh, I, I did the pirates. I was a little disappointed by the yeah, pirates because they're because they're not pirates. They're just the regular monsters on a boat. I in a cave, and it was kind of fun, I guess, doing like a stealth mission in Breath of the Wild. Even though like a lot of encounters can be that, but that one, I very much built for that. Uh, I, I I don't know. I heard about that and I got immediately excited because. Uh, that's a reused concept. Pirates appeared in Majora's Mask, and they're they're just reused Gerudo uh, models from Ocarina of Time. Uh-huh. Um, 
but then that's fun. That's neat. And I, I thought they're going to do something like that. But then I get there and it's just, ah, this is monsters. All right, fine. But I, I was hoping for a little bit more. It's something a little wackier. Yeah, there's not, no boat warfare. No. Yeah. Come on. The, the, the Link, Link's got a couple of sea shanties in him. Let, him. let him get out there. Have you... I Two-part question... Have you seen a Lionel yet? Um, I did see one. Okay. And I ran away from it. I, what the fuck is the leveling curve in this game? Especially after playing Breath of the Wild. You know, I, because yeah. I, I, different colored monsters out of the gate, you run into them. And that's mm-hmm. cool, I guess. That's fine. Yeah, uh, like I ran into silver Pilkoblins, like, pretty like within the first 10 hours jesus christ uh but then i don't yeah i have no idea like what my there thankfully aren't levels in this game but like what my level is in relation to the world around me uh, at all in this title yeah no idea i don't know what i'm able to fight other than every once in a while i say okay i am going to fight this mini boss and it stomps my ass yep again 50 hours into this game, I've got a decent amount of shit mm-hmm. and I don't stand a chance. Uh, that was going to be my follow-up question then. Have you been able to kill a Gliok yet? I haven't even fought a Gliok. I've stayed the hell away from those guys. I... What about you? I tried. I did the thing where like, well, I could probably send a cart full of bombs over to this thing. Uh, and then... After I did that, it did almost no damage, and I realized, oh, shit, like, you can only hurt it by shooting its eyeball. Mm-hmm. Uh, fuck me. Um, I don't have the armor pieces for it yet, but, like, I know uh, in the previous game, if you got, like, all the rubber armor, for instance, you were immune to electricity, uh, electricity. And I think the Gleox only have elemental attacks. So I think there's fire, ice, and lightning Gleox. Right. So if you get the corresponding armor, maybe you can just totally neutralize it. And then those fights become a little more trivial. I haven't but... found any armor that has like elemental resistance yet. I'm not okay. saying that there isn't. It's just I've had a hard time finding armor. Yeah. I did uh... all the um, reporter quests. Did you... You do any of those? Uh, I am most of the way through those. Um, those are fun. I knocked that out in like two days. Just did that nonstop. Uh, man, that slippery armor also addressing one of the biggest criticisms of the original game. I love it. Mm-hmm. Uh, climb in the rain now. Uh, but then also I, I weirdly enough timed that one really well where... Uh, I, I did one, um, the one where you have to find the golden horse. Uh, and then that mm-hmm. one really strongly implied that like, hey, this version of Zelda we've seen running around. Maybe not Zelda. Maybe, maybe not Zelda. Uh, and then immediately after that, I did the um, uh, Demon King memory. And it's like, oh, there's a fake version of Zelda running around. Okay. Yeah, That's exactly. Well-timed. I I had my suspicions, but okay. Thank you, game. Yeah, no, it, it... Same with me. It's like, oh man, why is this Zelda doing all this bad shit? Maybe, 
And then also Ganon can just turn into Zelda somehow. Oof. Or projector or whatever. I'm not I... sure what was going on there. Either way, that's weird. That's, I, don't, I don't know about that power. Ooh, although if you do get a Zelda boss fight, that'll be fun. I don't think we've got one of those since Twilight Princess. You fight Zelda in Twilight Princess? Uh, you fight like a mind-controlled Zelda, yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, I think I, I could talk about this game for a while, and I feel like we're going to. Uh, I think I've heard rumors that Nintendo intends for this to be kind of a trilogy, that maybe there's a third game in this kind of... I Zelda universe is a loaded phrase because that can just mean say, a lot of things. You know, the Breath of the Wild style Zelda game. Yeah. Um. Well, I'm definitely down for another just masterpiece of a game like this. Yeah. Uh, I think they got to shake it up a little bit. I'm. I'm. I like the map. Like adding the depths to it. Fantastic. Sky Islands. Very cool. Very fun. I don't know how much uh, more room they have to explore if they want to. Do a third one of these. I think they got to shake it up in a pretty meaningful way. Yeah. I mean, maybe they flood the map and you do more actual pirate shit. Like in, uh, what was that, Wind Waker? Yeah. Yeah. I, maybe Link dies and you're in a totally new area and it's a metaphor for the grieving process. Maybe you play uh, as a cowboy and it's the early 1900s America and uh your name's arthur morgan i andrew is red dead redemption better than red dead redemption 2 um better in what way do you enjoy it more red dead redemption 2 has a lot more going on it is a better like video game uh it has more depth better writing like more shit to do like a more beautiful world like more like fun stuff to do red dead redemption one has a better like actual story and narrative i i was gonna say you're not playing as the last cowboy and then spoiler alert the last cowboy's son the actual last cowboy yeah uh in red dead redemption 2 it, it's a lot like Horizon Zero Dawn and Horizon Forbidden West. Horizon Forbidden West is like a better video game. It it There's more stuff to do. The acting is better. Yeah. There's more depth of the characters. It's more fun. Uh, the world is better. It's a prettier game. It runs better. But the story, the narrative of Horizon Zero Dawn is just like hands down better. Right. Also, I don't think I ever told you this because I was I think I was talking to Ryan about this. Uh Horizon Burning Shores DLC, not yeah. that great. Oh like just okay at best. Okay. It was, uh kind of a letdown. I uh Gayloy didn't do it for you? Gayloy. Um there I don't have there's no issue with Aloy being gay other than Aloy clearly wasn't gay until this point. I I uh, saw some discourse online that a lot of people read Aloy as ace. Yeah, because she's yeah, not I mean, like, like that's not a part of her motivations at all. Yeah, I and I think that there 
is some shit that she's said at different points. Like she said some of it in the uh in the DLC where she's like, I do not have time for this shit. Mm-hmm. I I have more important world saving stuff to do. Like I'm not I'm not dealing with like feelings for other people. But she kind of did that in the way of like just human interaction in general. Yeah. And then that was the subplot of the second game was like learning that other human beings have value and that you need to like open up and that kind of shit. And then all of a sudden she goes away from everybody. And the first girl she sees, she goes, Oh, oh my God. I've never felt like this before. What's happening? Oh, and then, um, and at, at least at the end of the game, you do get the choice of like, kind of like rejecting her. It, but it's, it's like a, I'm gay for you. I love you. Or I'm gay for you, but I'm just too overwhelmed. I can't do this. Like, those are kind of the choices. But but both both times, they don't end up together. Like, they, this DLC is just introducing this character to, that is Aloy's romantic interest. And then at the end of it, she goes, I don't know if I'll ever see you again. And then... Seika, your girlfriend goes, that's okay. We'll always have this moment. <laughs> and then I, and then they go their separate ways. I mean, without being uh, super familiar of the narrative of the mechanics, the world of uh Horizon, I what what is the plot even of Burning Shores? Is it just gotta roll up in there and stop the robots from terraforming because they don't know to stop terraforming yet? No, so horizon forbidden west spoilers um ends with like the plot of that game are that the rich elite people from earth that were able to just leave and go off world when like the apocalypse was happening while everyone else died Mm -hmm. like yeah again like everybody died there was no post-apocalypse they had to make a solution where like a thousand years in the future, more people would be born. Yeah. Like after they like made robots to solve the problem for them. Um, but then the, the elite just got on a spaceship and left. Yeah. Like left the solar system altogether. They fucked up some shit where they went and created an AI that hated them and like seeked to destroy all humanity. So the, the rich elite people come back to Earth so that they can grab the terraforming system and fuck off and go somewhere else. Um, and then because they were all because they were going to fuck Earth, like you kill all of the quote unquote alien people, you know, that are just future rich humans. Yeah. Um, and then you find out like, yeah, that AI that they were running from is coming here. Oh. You got to prepare for that. And that's the end of the game. And then, like, because that's that's setting up the sequel is like you get, like that's what the enemy is going to be in the sequel, the third game. Yeah. Um, in Burning Shore is a DLC. Lance Reddick, uh, R.I.P., comes Weird. to you and says, "Hey, we missed one. <laughs> there's oh. there's another one of those rich fuckers out there, and he went to Los Angeles, which is the Burning Shores. Um, Do they call it Los Angeles?" <laughs> He, they know that it was Los Angeles, but now it's called the Burning Shores. Okay. Because uh, the big one hit, and it's just a volcanic 
Side oh, of islands. okay. Um, accurate. Yeah, like in in that period of time, in the last thousand years, like Los Angeles exploded and and split up into different pieces. But anyway, you go there. He like the the last alien guy is like trying to build his own spaceship so he can leave Earth, um, but in a way that would also kill everybody. <laughs> sure. Uh, uh, he was going to use like a nuclear rocket that would like spread radiation everywhere. Ah. Anyway, um, he's basically just Elon Musk. And then you meet your girlfriend and you stop him. And then uh, you get the information from him before you kill him that you'll like where you'll need to go to get the shit to fight the AI that's coming to Earth. Mm. So like that was the the point of the DLC, like the plot point of it was like, yeah, we need to go after this guy. And also maybe he knows how to stop this AI that's coming here. Uh, but that was just like the last five minutes was like, okay, we got that shit. Now we know what to do in the next game. The next game horizon to infinity and beyond. <laughs> I, we didn't uh, get to this when we were going over the Sony state of play stuff, but I'm increasingly skeptical of Sony's decision to tether their business to a handful of like medium to good or at the very least popular, uh, even if that doesn't always translate to sales, like luxurious top of the line uh, IP. I know that that was the story of that's what they're doing. But I mean, look at the state of play, like half the shit we've never heard of. Excuse me. Fair. Like, yeah, there was Spider-Man in here, but there was also all this other stuff. Right. Which I, man, actually, now that I think about it, weird, weird that Spider-Man <laughs> closes the show and not Final Fantasy 16. Yeah, dude. Uh, but I guess that's the future we're living in. And I guess the Final Fantasy 16 had been announced uh, previously. I um, think, I think, I sorry to interrupt, but I think that that whole thing of like, yeah, Sony's going to put all their effort into like the half a dozen IP that make them the most money. I don't think that means that that's the only shit they're going to make. I think that means that's what they're doing their whole multimedia scheme with. Mm. Like, Ghost of Tsushima getting a movie, The Last of Us got a TV show, Horizon getting a TV show. Um, and god of war getting a tv show like they're uh they're making like uncharted got the movie they probably wished it was better (laughs) um Uh, and i guess even as i say this i guess i can't entirely hate this model because it allows death stranding to exist yeah a video game that like it's weird uh i personally love it while acknowledging This isn't for everyone. You got to have my particular kind of brain worms to even like approach this walking simulator. Uh, But also, I don't know if this game gets funded. This game gets made even with Hideo Kojima attached in like any other kind of situation in like, hey, one of the biggest player in video games specifically is looking to fund like major IP Oh, did Norman Reedus uh, walking around with a baby? Let's let's do two of those at <laughs> yeah. least. Um, damn. So okay, I guess yeah, that and uh, Final Fantasy sixteen justifying the PlayStation. 
and Demon Souls, and to a lesser extent, Elden Ring. Elden PlayStation Five best platform to play Elden Ring on. Uh, I don't think that's controversial. So, all right, that's justifying it. Um, all right, that's enough of a tangent. Uh, did you do the like under the castle stuff, the hidden passageway stuff, in uh, Tears of the Kingdom? No. Oh, okay. Have you been back to the like lookout? The like, I, I did tunnel. go to the castle and like got some armor and, and shit right. like that, but I didn't explore because I was, I didn't have any extra hearts yeah. at that point. <laughs> and I haven't been back there since. Uh, no, if you get back, uh, if you go to the uh lookout landing and go to that like underground vault, there, um, I think after the first, oh, temple, I think like you meant a... under the castle. Itself. No, no, well, it, um, it's kind yeah, of under yeah, the like, castle. Okay, I found the like the demon statue and that guy yeah yeah that guy there's some weird stuff going on with that uh you said you did the great plateau right yeah um i didn't finish that like i found the big head at the temple of time um that wanted me to go throw shit in the holes and then carry it around i haven't done that yet okay um I did do that. You get a uh, you get a heart vessel or a stamina container at the end of that. So it's a pain in the ass, but I think kind of worthwhile. Um, what's going on with the lore here? What's going on with know. the pose? If they can just like take over this representation of the goddess God. that is very real because she's giving you yeah more health or more stamina. I. God, I, I and also there's apparently a devil in this situation. Like, but he's chill. He's not that much of a problem. He just actually. makes deals that kind of screw people over a little bit. Yeah, but like not that much. Just he likes money. I, it's it's weird. Uh, if they do another one of these, I, I don't know what they do for a narrative other than explore some of this stuff because. Well, we did Ganon. We did, like, this is just a chaotic monster. Uh, took care of him in the first one. Ganondorf, the politically motivated monster, doing him in the second one. I don't... What's the th- Has the Triforce appeared in these games yet, by the way? Cause Not I don't... in more than symbolism. Right. Like, there's, there's no... Like, the goddesses have not been there. Just, just like, the signs that they are part of the lore. You know, the three yeah. dragons that have the names that are similar. Right. A lot of triangles. Yeah. Yeah, shit like that. Hmm. I don't know. But, like, the whole Zonai Secret Stone shit, I, I didn't play a whole lot of the old Zelda games, but I know that Ganon's whole thing was that he wanted part of the Triforce, right? Right. The Triforce was, like, a thing that gave you power. And it yes. seems like these secret stones are just doing that instead. Uh, yeah. He, he seems pretty powerful. They couldn't they couldn't actually kill him, which uh, was a narrative beat that I really appreciated when you're doing that uh, secret passage stuff. And you run into the plaque that's like, hey, Hyrule Castle uh, kind of needs to be here to keep to keep this dude sealed away. Don't don't move it. Don't destroy it, please. That's going to fuck some shit up if you do. Because uh, that's like adding like actual purpose to like these to a symbolizer of like royalty and power. And that's yeah, I, that's good fantasy writing, I think. 
I mean, but also like that's kind of just part of the plot of House of the Dragon, which oh yeah, you <laughs> didn't watch that. Never mind. Should I? I mean, yeah, you should. Uh, okay. Okay, are you gonna, are you going to? I don't know, maybe. I got uh, without peeking too much into my personal life, I kind of got Lucas's Bachelor Summer going on and uh I don't know, I might get weird with it. I might watch that. I might also watch uh, Akira Kurosawa's Yojimbo uh, tonight. I don't know. I can do whatever I want. Is that like a Japanese word? Or is it like, yo, Jimbo, how you been? I'm 90% sure Yojimbo is a name. Okay. Yes. Like it's one word. It's a guy named Yojimbo. Uh, potentially. Maybe it's a place. Okay. I don't know. It's a proper noun. It's not a greeting and a nickname. I saw a TikTok that was like... Hey, the reason there's so much like excessive blood in a lot of Japanese media and anime is because in this one scene in Yojimbo, there was a prop malfunction. So when this dude gets his stomach sliced open, blood just explodes everywhere. Akira, Akira Kurosawa was like, well, clearly this has to make the final cuts. <laughs> and now it's just now it's just a part of the culture. Okay. <sighs> that's funny um i don't know coming up on the uh hour 20 minute hour and a half mark uh you checking anything else out you doing anything else did i know ryan talked about this already did you ever watch jury duty no but that's you on the list. should it's that, okay jade and i watched jury duty and it was one of the more enjoyable shows we've seen in a while it is such a weird surreal experience like knowing that this is all scripted except for one really nice guy that is getting absolutely fucked with to the nth degree it like he he cares so much about this legal process and about everyone else around him and it's all fake it's it is so good and you also feel so bad watching but like yeah, and then the ending when they reveal like the shit that was going on and yeah, it's it's just perfect, dude. Like you really you really like should watch it. Like you don't have to like bust it out all in one go. It's eight half hour episodes and it is so worth it. Um I uh as a follow-up question and your response to this may help me uh prioritize this. Uh, did you ever watch Murderville? And how close yeah. is this show to Murderville? Yeah, I I watched Murderville. I liked it. It is not like Murderville. Okay. Mur this this is all like branching that it, it's straddling that line between ridiculous TV shit, yeah, and very believable. Yeah, I can see that happen or that has happened to me, like kind of shit. It's it's very tongue in cheek. It feels like. I'd say the show that it feels like closest to is The Office. And, oh. And it is not cringy like The Office, though. You know? Yeah. Which also, like, The Office is a funny show. Like, it is cringy, but it, it is a funny show. But it has some it, high moments. I'll admit it, that. It I'm... has to, like, really toe that line between, like, we have to make the funniest shit we can get on camera. But also, we can only try this once. 
we don't get rehearsals we don't get redos and also we can't really push the envelope too much because then the game is given away yeah Yeah. he'll figure out something's going on but let me tell you there are a ton of moments where you go there's no way this guy doesn't fucking see that and go this is fake but he he rolls with it (laughs) i we've had this conversation but like if I was on a reality TV show, if I was on Impractical Joker or something like that, I think I think I'd pick up pretty quick that I'd be that I was being fucked with. I don't maybe that's a problem I have. Maybe I'm inherently too distrusting like that, but I I think I'm with you on that one. I feel like I would immediately go something's going on here. Either myself or somebody else is getting fucked with. I don't know that I would have the courage to like put myself out there and go, this is all fake. There's cameras hidden somewhere because if I'm wrong, <laughs> I'm a lunatic. Very fair. Um, I also have to find a way uh, to watch Auntie Donna's coffee cafe. That's probably yeah, up on I a was, torrent somewhere. I was trying to figure that out and I can't, can't find it. Um, but also, this is just what life is now, is there's a writer's strike happening, and, you, like, you can feel it drying up already. You can feel, like, man, there are fewer and fewer entertainment options. I, into the Spider-Verse, uh, across the Spider-Verse, sorry, you gotta make time for that eventually, but after that movie comes out, I, oh man, we're limping through the summer and then movies might not be a thing for a while. Yeah. Yeah, it's going to get bleak. We're going to have to entertain ourselves. Thank God we can casually put 50 hours into Tears of the Kingdom and it doesn't even feel like it. Yeah, dude, that that shit's wild. I know we already talked about it, but like Uh, this game is so good. Breath of the Wild was like one of those games where kind of, even if it wasn't your cup of tea, Right. Everyone agreed that it was one of the best games of all time. Yeah. A lot of people, it is their best game of all time. I it's definitely in that conversation for me. But then I... this game came out and it's just that game, but better and more of it. And it's like, where does this game stand in that in that list then? Because this is definitely a better video game than Breath of the Wild, which was maybe the best video game of all time. I'm, but but this is so much of just that game. Where how does it fit into the conversation? Right. I I'm gonna finish this video game and like be sick of good video games at the end of it. You know, like I we're two people with fairly robust media diets, and I know we both get like that like a literal craving sometimes of like I want to experience just like a masterclass a uh, piece yeah. of art right now. And that's what Tears of the Kingdom is. And I'm going to Now get... I need some dumb shit. Which... Now I need some dumb shit. Now I need some weird shit. Jury duty can be good. that for you. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, God, it's just... And I know there's a lot going on behind the scenes that allows Tears of the Kingdom to be like this. Um, I think that dev team has been like the same core group of people and then just built upon like for literally 40 years. Like this is... There's a little like lifetime of experience going into this game, and it very much shows uh, 
Nintendo very clearly gave uh, these developers all the time, all the money in the world because they knew they would make it back. And I think it, 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 but even like that's neither here nor there in some regard, because this is just at the end of the day. Yeah, no, this is, this is a steak dinner of a video game and I am eating my fill right now. Yeah. I kind of want to get back to it. I did. I want to make, not a steak dinner for dinner uh, and then get right back to it. So I think we got to wrap this podcast. Yeah, let's do it. Let's wrap. Ah, video game. That's probably going to be the title. Uh, steak dinner of a video game. Uh, thank you all so much for watching, listening to fuck me episode 223 of the voluntary viewing podcast. Uh, if you like what you heard, like, comment, subscribe, etc. Check us out on Instagram, YouTube, and TikTok for highlight clips. Act blue link in the description. Support us on Patreon and join the likes of Tiffany Cole, Sucky Badger, and Sensual Richard Nixon. Um, wow. Okay, I totally lost my train of thought there. Uh, I think I did Twitter in the email. Uh, if not, nobody actually emails us, and Twitter's going away soon, so we're going to have to figure that out. Um Follow me on Twitter at Lucas Writer for updates on my life and my writing and stuff. Uh, just did a really cool road trip through a bunch of national parks. Go to national parks. They're fun. Hiking is an actually rewarding hobby. Who would have thought? Not me. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Also, have a great week. Have a great start to your summer. We're halfway through the year. Maybe do an inventory of where you're at and that. And uh, yeah, uh, carry yourself accordingly through the rest of the year. All right. Goodbye.